Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. The Chapel of Alethea is a simple place of worship, adorned with streams of gray fabric hanging among quaint chandeliers of glass and old polished metal. Several stone benches, off-white with light orange streaks, lead to the front of the chapel, where a thin curtain separates the room. Through the curtain, you can make out a person lighting a pair of candles on a tray, which they pick up. Without turning to face you, You hear them say, Hello, cousin. You look like you've had a rough time. How can we help you? I I have definitely had a rough time, that is true. I've never been quite close to any god, but I have been challenged by many. Uh, I guess I just seek to further find a connection to the god who would most likely welcome me. You seek to connect with Tiff. They emerge from the curtain, holding this tray with the candles on it. And when you see them, they look exactly like you, down to the missing arm, down to the clothes. I would be happy to assist you. How can I help you build this connection? I, uh... I honestly don't have an idea. I just know that my people have difficulties, and I have I have knowledges and skills that I would like to impart to them so that they can free themselves. There was a time, let's just say when I was younger, where I would have wanted to free them myself, but I don't think I have that in me. But if there were a way to help them, specifically the changelings of Earl, to free themselves, I think like to help with that. Mm. Yes, the changelings have had a very difficult time here on Sarakar. It's hard to deny. It has been a long time since one has stepped foot here in the chapel. We welcome you but it seems you seek more than simply knowledge. You seek assistance. You want a connection that is... Guidance. Guidance. Well, cousin, 
there are certainly options available to you. If you have time and wish to devote yourself to the chapel, we can certainly begin. But I know not all are... I know not all are comfortable devoting a lifetime to service. They glance down at themselves, seeing all the wear that the years have had on your body. You certainly don't seem to be one to stay put. I take you as a very mobile person. For at least a little while longer. Mm-hmm. Well, let us begin with truth, then. What is your name? My name is Vale. It's a pleasure to meet you, Vale. I am Echo. I serve Tiff here in this chapel, and I serve those who would seek their guidance, seek their knowledge, and occasionally seek a truth that they may not be ready for. It is difficult. People come claiming that they are ready for the truth, that they are ready for enlightenment, they are ready to see the world anew, but sometimes change their minds. If if you seek such truth and guidance, I can assist you. Holds the tray with two candles on it out and says, would you hold this a moment, please? And I do. They turn, they go back behind the curtain and grab an object from off of an altar. Echo comes back out carrying an extremely ornate platinum mirror. It's a handheld mirror. What do you know of Tiff's looking glass? Have you heard of it? As I said, um, I'm just beginning to try to seek out Tiff more, so I, I know nothing of it. Fair enough. In times past, this mirror would reflect truths beyond the visible. It would allow you to confront yourself and even the gods. Unfortunately, this simple mirror is just that. It is simple now. But its magic is not lost. It is still contained here in our basement. I could let you in. You could face these truths. You could seek out this guidance. And if it is too much for you, which is sometimes the case, I can help you forget it ever happened. On the other hand, if you're willing to accept and keep these truths, we can discuss payment after. I can assure you it is not much, but it wouldn't be right to charge someone for a service that they no longer remember. That's a hell of a choice, Scott. Well, I mean, do you want to go and have a shortcut to knowledge and guidance is what they're offering. And then if you want to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, at this point, Vale's going vale's gonna to take the offer. Vale, okay. until recently, would not have been the shortcut person. But given events in Coram's realm, knows that their time is shorter than it once was. Mm-hmm. Plus, you don't have to, like, study for years or go seek enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Boom. It's going to happen. You could have this today. Like This is going to be the wrong decision, but let's go for it. (laughs) I think this is the fun decision. I don't know what you're talking about. It'll be fine. Famous last. It'll be fine. And if you choose to remember, then you could bring your friends down here and they can experience such things, too. It'll be great. Okay. 
Well, then let's do the damn thing. Echo says, in that case, please follow me. They will turn and they will head back through the curtain. Echo leads you through a door and downstairs. There are a couple of other rooms that you pass along the way, all closed. They simply ignore them. Echo leads you downstairs to a tan stone door. Pushing it open, you see a small room, empty except for a stone pedestal in the center. The stone in here is unlike any you've seen before. Green and yellow, smooth with layers of unfocused reflections. Even the interior side of the door is composed of this same stone. Standing just outside the doorway, Echo says, This is Tiff's looking glass now. In here, you will face the truth. Your own and that which mortals both fear and desire. As I said, if you wish to remember, we can discuss payment. And if not, all you will have lost is time. Simply shut the door behind you. Nay, motion, indicating you can just go in. So, slightly hesitantly, Vale steps through the doorway and shuts the door. Mm-hmm. Pushing the door. Right now. What's that? <laughs> I said, I'm nervous as hell right now. Vale's making the artist move. I love it so Good. much. You should be nervous. Shutting the door behind you, it is flush with the wall. And there is no handle on the inside. And you find yourself inside this greenish-yellow stone room. As you stand in the room, the unfocused reflections begin to coalesce. And at first, you simply see your own in a dark green hue. And it mirrors you just as a normal mirror would. But eventually... You see it get out of sync with you, and you see it begin to pace, and you can feel this connection to it. And at the same time, deeper in the layers of the reflection, you see two more figures begin to form. But before they do, you, yourself, your reflection, moves to stand as close to you as they can within these reflected walls. Veil. You look like crap. Well, I've been through quite a lot. I know. I know. And you just keep going through it, don't you? Um, until recently, I thought I was on the right path. Who's to say you're not? The right path is the one that leads to the goal that we've always wanted, right? Well, we want to run a guild house. We're on our way there. We want to help out the changelings and Earl. The elves are dying. Why should we falter? I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. I know. Is it just that we're tired? Yeah. Well, having gone to Corm's realm took a lot out of me, but it has refocused me on my goal. And that's it, huh? It's just about our goal. It's not about my friends. Our friends. We got them to hire an assassin to kill someone. That we were... Ten feet away from. But we couldn't have risked drawing that attention to ourselves. We have to make, occasionally, the strategic decision. I know. But is our strategy... Is our strategy hurting our friends? Are we making them... <clears throat> are we making them worse? 
do we want them to be like us? Do they want to be like us? They don't have to follow our path. They can make their own decisions. That's what I keep telling myself too. And now I have here we to are. Get, I have to get back on my path. Mm-hmm. And now here we are, looking for help from well, a god who hopefully listens. Where was Tiff when we were in Coram's realm? I don't know. I don't know either. Boy, I figured this is an option. It's a strategic choice. I know I don't have it in me to free the changelings of Earl on my own. I don't have that strength anymore. But it still needs to be done. If I can call on the god most connected to those changelings for assistance, I gotta at least try. And you don't you don't look at all of the weapons at your disposal and choose not to use one just because it's out of your comfort zone. All right. We gotta try to help those. We have to help people who are in pain, right? But I guess, you know, so long as it's our people. The reason I'm helping the changelings over because there is no one else who will. Their predicament is institutionalized. There are others who will help the elves. There are others who will help the dwarves. There is no one who will help the changelings. Mm-hmm. So let's go just burn it all down now. Let's just tear down the city. That is an option. We will do that when we come to it. But I have to figure, find out what, what the guild wants of me first. It might provide me with more tools. Mm-hmm. 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 So the guild above all else. Hey, that's the way it's always been. That's the way it always will be. You don't have to convince me. I know you as much as you do. <sighs> but, but there's more to you than just you. And as they say that, two more images appear deeper in the reflections, crystallize. One you have definitely seen before is Corum. The other, you have not, but you still know who they are. The shape is vaguely humanoid. There's just a fluidity about it, this spreading, growing, contracting aspect to it. As you lay eyes on this reflection of Tiff, and they stand shoulder to shoulder, just behind the reflection of you. Corum is the first to speak. What in the... I hate this. Tiff, really? Come on. He turns and notices you. Vale, long time no see. Yeah, it's uh, too soon for my liking. Mine as well. What have you been doing? You made a promise to me. And I've sent you souls. How many of the withered have you broken? Solidly withered, I know the one. I sent you, no, I sent you a second, I believe. I believe I did destroy the Genasi. The fire Genasi? Yeah. Um, I don't think you broke them. You just tied them up. Okay, I thought we... I I mean, it's gray, is what I'll say. Um, You can solidly say one, maybe two. Solidly say one, maybe two. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet there have been so many more in your path. I thought we bargained in good faith. 
I didn't realize there was a timetable. It's not a timetable. It's a matter of opportunity. You've been bypassing them. Go get your souls. I had better. After he says that, you see Tiff's form, and they say, Calm down, Coram. We're not here to talk about your deals. We're here for this one. Fail. I never expected to see a changeling in here again. What brings you to me, to us, to yourself? Well, honestly, I don't know. But I've been a plaything of the gods, or a victim of them, so much. And I thought if there's anyone who might ally with me, who I might be able to get assistance from, it would be the one that might see me as one of their people. And what would you ask of such an alliance? I want to free the changelings of Earl, but I don't know how beyond freeing their souls. I'm not immensely magically inclined. I have some modicum of power, but nowhere near the knowledge necessary to try to free them. Corum butts in and he's just like, you should kill them then. Send them my way. I'll make sure they have a good home. Tiff's just like, no, 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 no. such a greedy asshole. <laughs> hey, you're an assassin. What are your options when you confront a problem? Kill it. Option, He's the god of death. Option one is usually kill it. Yes, there's a reason why Corum <laughs> let me out. <laughs> Corum, god of death, also sees lots of options as kill it. Because in the end, he still gets something. Tip's a little bit more hesitant, though, to go straight to kill them all. Yes, I'm aware of what's happening there, or what has happened, I should say. They've forgotten who they are. They don't know how to be themselves anymore, which is, which is terrible, of course. They simply need to be reminded. Simple to say, difficult to do. If you could show them what it means to live as a changeling, convince them that they aren't who they think they are, perhaps the damage could be undone. If you could... And if you could break the magic that keeps them from experiencing their natural abilities, of course. But asking you to break something is only a step. The fear that they would feel, waking up and not being who they think they are, could drive someone mad. May not, but it's hard to say. Their minds have been stretched so very much. Quorum says, they won't do it. They've got work to do for me anyways. It sounds far too peaceful for Vale's life. There's nothing peaceful about freeing them. It's not going to be easy. It's most likely going to be violent because the crown won't let them just be set free. I don't even know where to start with breaking the magic. I can't even I can't even change shape anymore. I wouldn't even know how to teach them how to use their abilities. Hmm. Tiff says, yes, it seems you've... It seems the strain of many years has been thrust upon you. And your body just couldn't keep up. What happens when the living are stuck in the realm of the dead for longer than they should be? Hmm. Tiff says, well, 
as you are a changeling and part human, there's really only so much I could do to assist you there. It would take more. It would take... <laughs> they laugh, chuckle. <laughs> Someone willing to, well, I don't know if sacrifice is the right word, but someone else to strengthen your flesh. And I don't suppose you have anybody who's willing to... I don't suppose you have anybody who's willing to join you in such a way. Yeah, that's uh, it's not something I'd even know how to broach. But I've I've come to accept my predicament. I can live with the consequences of what was thrust upon me. Corm grins. Wonderful. Stay as you are. Keep fighting. Keep sending me souls. And keep taking out the withered. You don't need to worry about the changelings. Not yet, anyways. I didn't say I was going to stop or delay that. As this conversation continues, you see two more growing forms. One, moving quickly along the sidewalls, just deep in the distance. The other seems to be growing out of your own reflection. You see this shadowy mass spilling out from your reflection. The quickly moving one rides up alongside Tiff on this massive horse, fine ornamenting all over. And on the back is this very well-weathered traveler in gloriously shining plate mail. It's all golds and silvers and streaks of purple. And around their neck, they're wearing a purple horseshoe pendant, much like the one that you received from Wyatt all that time ago. Yeah. They remove their helmet, and Corum uh, says with a groan, oh, Just what we needed. Adaris, why? Adaris, the god of the humans, of course. Yes. And he says, well, it's not like I can exactly ignore these. Tiff, you really should do something about this looking glass of yours. It used to be so much simpler. <laughs> they shrug. I don't believe we've met before. Uh, we have not. <laughs> I've met many gods. Um, this is the first time you and I have met. Why do you seek us out, mortal? I had not intended to seek you out. Um, I had even forgotten I had your, uh, your symbol in my possession. It's been quite some time since I received it. But you have been on some grand explorations, have you not? That I have. <laughs> I've seen one way. One way of putting what I've done. I've seen this continent. I've seen the space between and the space that comes after. <sighs> Even the grayscape. Here, I thought it may have lessened after Pathox's disappearance. Uh, it's still there. Wonderful. We do love a good ride through the snow. So you've come all this way to seek out further adventure, eh? To travel to new places and new heights. I've come this way to seek a path back to where my previous adventures have been so that I could finish what had been left unfinished. Well, if an old road leads to a new adventure, 
And is it not a new road? I say, take it. Enjoy the journey. There are many glorious sights along the way. Uh, I've seen a lot at this point. I'm looking to uh, ensure that my journey reaches its destination. Mm -hmm. At this point, the shadowy mass that has been pouring out of your own reflection begins to take shape. They are not as large as these other gods here, but they are definitely bigger than you. And it's just this billowing mass of shadow. They turn to face you. Vale, it is so good to see you in the flesh. To see you with my own eyes. It is a shame you have these others here, though. As they turn, face Adaris, Tiff, Coram. Coram looks none too pleased. Vale, I warn you now, this partnership with this traitor of yours will only lead to ruin. And they say, pipe down, old man. Vale, don't worry about what these gods can give you. Together we can have so much more. We simply need to be working closer together. Um, and this is the voice of the being from within your amulet. Mm -hmm. This is Kairos Nista, who has been aiding your progression along your mm -hmm. sorceress path. Kairos, your aid has been much appreciated, especially in the fact that it helped me survive Coram's realm. Coram never knew how to take care of his children. But don't you worry. I will take care of you. We will be strong. Your uh, antagonism towards Coram is interesting, and I am concerned about it. It's well-earned, I assure you. Coram definitely pipes up and says, Don't listen to him. You too. You fight like family. The reflection of Kairos turns and just spits towards Coram's feet. Well, the negligent father deserves no respect, nor does he deserve our strength. Do you uh, do like the idea of having a lied with you if it sticks it to Coram just a little? Coram simply says in anger and frustration, he was locked away with good reason. You would do well to abandon him. And... Coram, you speak in such riddles. Why would I listen to you? What reason was it that he was locked away? You should listen to me because we have a deal. Yes, you You're are. You're out there because I let you out. You are well known for having deals and making deals that are advantageous to you and in the end, not usually that great for the person who made the deal. I got out, that is true. And yet, after everything that transpired to get me out, I wonder if I had wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Perhaps. But that's not the point. It's not about what could have happened. It's about what did happen. And about the agreements that were made. Yeah, agreements that never had a set cutoff point either. There was never a number of souls that you uh, required. You managed to effectively either create an eternal slave in me or someone who could say simply, I gave you asshole, we're done. Now, if you want me continuing to sending souls in your name to you, I have no problem with that. But if you keep breathing down my neck, 
Or if every time we interact, which hopefully will continue to be as rare as this occurrence, you whine at me, what says I'm going to want to keep doing my part of the bargain? I'm already out. You're going to send your minions after me? I've already proven I can handle myself against them. I've not been breathing down your neck. You called us. I you didn't brought know what us was here. going to happen when I walked into this space. Let's just, Corum. I know you like to antagonize people and things. Let's just say we've reached a understanding that you are always going to be pissed that I'm not sending you enough souls, and I will always send you as many souls as is convenient to me, and we'll call that good. Roll persuasion. Oh, yay. <laughs> On the plus side, it's a plus two now. Mm. Hey, that's an 18. Mm. In which case, Coram simply says... See that you do, and don't forget about the withered. And he would like to leave, but uh, can't. Like they can't just leave these call. They can't leave these uh, conversations. But he like turns and just stares off. Like one, he doesn't want to have to look at Kairos. He doesn't like Kairos. But also, like clearly, things between you and him are kind of at where they're going to be at. But meanwhile. Kairos, Tiff, Adaris, all still there. Tiff says, if that's who you truly are, then you should be that. If who you truly are is one who seeks freedom for your kin, then you should do that. But if who you truly are is one who simply seeks power, by all means, listen to Kairos. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to help. I'm here to answer. I'm here to help you reflect. I think the path that I'm on is neither just one of those things, but a combination. To be able to serve and free the changelings of girl, I need more power. I need either more power in myself or the power of the guild. The problems in Earl are institutionalized to a point that I can't handle them myself. Hmm. Adaris, on his horse, rears up. And what a path it shall be. All paths, no matter how they start, no matter how they end, are glorious, so long as you experience something new. Take this time while you can. Explore. Learn more of the world. Learn more of yourself, as Tiff might suggest. But never stop. Um, Tiff says... Well, Tiff reminds you, if you do have someone who's willing to join you. Perhaps Adaris and I could rectify your situation, your ability to change. But Kairos simply says, you and I, we don't need anybody. We have each other. And the more you let me out, the stronger we become. Um, Adaris feeling anxious at being just in one spot too long. <laughs> you see the reflection of him on his horse just start galloping around the room and he's got like a hearty laugh as he does so what do you want to do Vale? Uh, i feel like at this point Vale's tucked around in circles quite a bit they don't have someone to join with that they feel that comfortable to do with that's not something that they're gonna do i mean this is kairos even scares me quite a bit now hey you wanted a shadowy amulet of power <laughs> I asked for that thing, didn't I? Um, oh. oh, dear Lord. 
Okay. There's. I want to have just one more brief conversation with Kairos, and then I think I'm almost done. Okay. Kairos, the reason that I don't give myself over to you is because I fear losing myself. That should I do that, you would do like so many others of power that I've witnessed and abuse that gift and take me from myself. That's why power exists, to be claimed. And we, you and I, should have as much of it as possible. Just worry that we is a manipulation for you to become me, that I lose myself. As you've said, your body is not what it once was. Would hardly be suitable for me. So you're saying, just to clarify, you're offering me power, and what, you wouldn't take me over because I'm too old? Too weakened? You are still plenty capable. But if I'm going to return to the world, I would want to pick my form. Got it. Okay. Besides, you've already gotten me out. Out of Coram's realm. Been far too helpful to turn against. That as I grow, you will grow too. Connection seems beneficial to both of us. Indeed. Say it like that, didn't you, Scott? If you want to make it stronger, though, now's the time. And what would that look like? You and I. You and I could strengthen our bond. We don't need these others. You just need to let a little more of me out. That's not something that has to be done at this very moment. He's just putting that on the table. Yeah. And then Tiff has put on the table that if I can find essentially a willing sacrifice, I can gain back my shape-changing powers. That's a fun thing on the table, too. Mm-hmm. Why is none of this like, hey, bring me a cookie and I'll give you, you know, a hug. It's all like, bring me a human to sacrifice. Be willing to give over your soul. No one's saying that they would die. Uh, yeah, Tiff would even say as such, they don't have to die. Simply join you. See, I like the idea of being joined with someone. My freedom has been and is very important to me. Which is why, Kairos, I hesitate to release more of you and risk losing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is there anything else you have for this no. smattering of reflections here? Including your own. No, I think I've learned quite enough at this point. <laughs> um, wait, no, I take it back. There's one other thing. I'm sorry. This one will be brief, hopefully. I turn to Tiff and, you know, with the clear intentions of, like, I'm wrapping this up. And as Tiff, before I go off to continue my journey, since it's been many years since I received any sort of information on where... I might find changing allies to free the changelings of Earl. Are you aware of any that I might find that might be willing to help free our cousins? Of course. There are cities to the southeast, past the Sourleaf River, where changelings can still be found. It's up to you to sway them. And yes, when you were at the Temple of St. Phaleron, you were given the names of three different cities. It was Carlin, Duncan, and Royfeld, um, a city which shares the same name as the crown that Barreras wore down in Coram's realm. Interesting. Very interesting. 
<laughs> okay. Yes, the southeast, far across the Sourleaf River, the cities of Carl and Duncan and Royfelt. You may find allies there. Then I know where I can go. Is there anything else, Vale? At this point, I don't think so. Okay. And as the room begins to sense that this is the end of the conversation between you and these reflections, they begin to fade away. Corum simply fades backwards into the reflections, into darkness. Adaris rears up on his horse again, gives a hearty shout, and rides off. Tiff's form twists and sins, and as they disappear, you just hear them say, I wish you luck. The reflection of Kairos stares back and says, Remember, we're together, but we can always be so much more. As the shadowy form is sort of sucked back into your own reflection and into the amulet. Well, Vale, I hope we got the answers we were looking for. I hope we can do something. I hope we're okay with ourselves at the end of the day. And as they say that, the reflection just melds back into your own reflection. And the door creaks open an inch. And I go over and open the door the rest of the way Mm -hmm. with the intention to go out. Echo is waiting for you there. How was your journey to the truth? It was informative, if not... Uh, confusing? <sighs> yes, the truth can be confusing. With lots of lots of options and paths, I was hoping for clarity, and instead I got a lot of make a choice, and all of the different choices I could make. Yes, well, the truth, our truth, our personal truths are our own to mold. Nobody can give it to you. That being said, do you wish to remember... Oh, yes. Definitely. Okay, then. A small donation is all we ask. And they will lead you back upstairs, back to the altar area behind the curtain. Leave what you feel is appropriate, just as you take with you that which you feel you need. And this is going to be a big moment for Vale. Vale takes all of their personal gold, all 11 pieces. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world? 11 <laughs> like no money i only have 11 gold to my name there's lots of oh. coffers that's used amongst the group Arnis you is may the, have the... The... i do have the boot but that's not mm-hmm. my gold um uh, i guess part of it is because we split it all up but like this is my like earned solely by me on my adventures gold and i mm-hmm. leave it it's more for lack of a better term there's more value in this 11 gold than there could be in the 500 I may be able to pull out of the coffers. Not to mention a lot of that's dirty money anyway, so... Eh. Ugh, leaving <laughs> it in a temple. <laughs> and uh, just take a moment of... One more moment of personal, for lack of a better term, reflection. And I leave. Echo does not watch as you leave your offering behind. But as you leave, they say, Cousin, you're welcome to come back anytime. And you are welcome to bring those that you care about back with you as well. Our knowledge here, our peace, our guidance is for all. With that, I kind of 
nod and thanks and continue out. Kind of one okay. of those where like, I don't need to say thank you because this gesture clearly says thank you for me and, mm-hmm. and go. All right. Where's Vale going? Uh, Vale sticks out like a sore thumb. I'm sure like Vale's kind of tried to design a cloak that hides the fact that they don't have both arms, but just going back to the guild house. There's, there's no reason to be milling about on my own in town. Not this close to uh, where we're going to be committing uh, regicide. No one said you had to kill the king, but you can't. Had to and want to are two very different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's lighten the mood here for a moment. Hey, Darvin, are you still awake? <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to Bogart so much of the evening. No, that was good. Sometimes we need to be locked in a room with a bunch of gods. It's right. okay. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah. Tell your friends about that. You should get you should get Aranus and Darvin and Ilana in there. Nah, bro. You should all go at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> okay. back to the game so there's at least two things that i want to hit first hey darvin you you and iolana were out walking around the town what's the most interesting thing you saw or encountered or experienced during your walk i feel like it was just a guy with a cool looking dog honestly (laughs) what made this dog look cool it was just distinct like a breed or combination of breeds I was unfamiliar with, and it was particularly cute. Oh. <laughs> big dog? Little dog? Big. Like, uh, yeah, big. Mm-hmm. Remind you of Sam in any way? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not consciously. I mean, I think of man with a dog, and I can't help but remember you've got a friend who is man and dog. Yeah, that that's you're probably... Out, you're trying to say. <laughs> probably why it stood out, now that you mention it. Okay. Darwin and Ilana saw a man with a cool dog, which is totally fine. I enjoy some of those simple pleasures. It's light. Mm, it's crisp. It's comforting. Ah. Okay. Does everybody end up back at the guild house? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm already there. So just like when I wake up mm-hmm. from having gone back to bed, I, <laughs> I find where the beer is. <laughs> okay. Arnis Smooth talks his way into getting some beer in the Denouement Guild house. You know. So where are we all together at at this moment? Are we in the room? Are we in the workshop? Are we hanging out in Hennigan's office? Are you at the training ground? What's up? I, I need one place for everybody to be. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I would have ultimately gone back to the room, but I could be persuaded to move about if... Somebody is like, hey, other people are at X location. Room seems like a likely location to me. <laughs> Unless Iolana or Vale have other ideas. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> and room it is, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Vale, are you feeling any extra enlightened or guided at this moment? Vale's still unpacking their experience when they come back. <laughs> so more than they usually are. Sounds like you may have an internal choice to make sometime soon. I don't know what you're talking about. That's your call. I think Vale's going to sit on that choice until they have to make it. <laughs> All right. In which case, it is late in the evening. The sun has gone down. Vale has had 
quite the experience at the Chapel of Alethea. Darwin and Iolana have had a pleasant walk through the city, saw a cool dog, Aranus, angry nap. <laughs> angry nap. <laughs> I got up and did one thing. I was so mentally exhausted. I went back to bed. <laughs> Are you feeling any better after your nap? Only a little bit. Really anxious about the thing that's going down. Mm-hmm. Hennigan comes in. I hope you folks are doing well. Appreciate your patience at this time. Our assassins have been deployed. In the meantime, you can stay low here. Once we have confirmation, I will see that you get your item. Hopefully your friend is safe. We thank you for your patience. Should be hearing word back from our assassins soon. And no sooner does he finish saying this than a pair of bloody and singed assassins burst in and they head straight to Hennigan. The taller one, Dariel, a human. She appears to be in her late 30s, a shaved head under her hood. The shorter assassin is Pawpaw, a halfling with thick gray mustache and deep-set eyes. Hearing their report, Hennigan turns to the group of you. It is done, mostly. Here's your trinket. He extends a hand with the grim pendant for whoever wants to take it. If no one else reaches out, I will. Vale will take it and hand it to Darwin. Like <laughs> works too. Well, the idea is like it either should be taken by Vale or Arnis because they were the two that were part of creating the contract. This so there's a contract. decorum. Yeah, there's a decorum there. Okay, Darwin's got another little piece of himself. <clears throat> Here's your trinket. But Dariel and Pawpaw tell me someone else made it into the fighters lodging ahead of them. Whoever it is does not act with our subtlety. Guards ripped to shreds, shouting, the training yard in flames. It's only a matter of time before the contract house responds. If you want to rescue your friend, I suggest haste. If you vouch for them, you can bring them here until morning. Did this fail speak up and say that, yeah, we will... um. I will vouch for them and we will go and get them. Everybody on board with that? Uh-huh. Yes. I just wanted Vale to give the vouch because, you know, they're mm-hmm. an assassin. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> My okay. word might be kind of dirt. <laughs> You're trusted in here. And if you make a call that ends up going poorly, that just reflects badly on the Denouement members who are here who vouched for you. It's like a chain of responsibility. <laughs> Hennigan says... I was being quite literal. If you wish to get there and extract your friend before the guards or whoever shows up, I do recommend haste. And one by one, he walks up to... He'll start with one person. He walks up to Vale first. The guild member lays a hand on you, and he will cast haste on you. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And he intends to do so with the rest of the group here. If everybody's okay with that. Of course. Yeah. I ain't gonna tell him no. (laughs) Okay. Then one by one, he walks up to each of you. Cass Hayes, it's a rather quick matter, which while it lasts, your speed is double. You gain a plus two bonus to AC. You have advantage on deck saving throws, and you gain an additional action on each of your turns, which can only be used to take the attack, disengage, dash, hide, or use an object action. He's assuming dash, so that way you all can get there super quick. 
it only Tyrant's lasts for about. Tyrant's gonna a... get there twice as fast as the rest. <laughs> <of them. laughs> There's gonna be a sonic boom behind. Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> Darwin, what's your base speed right now? Um, fifty. <laughs> so oh with this spell, it becomes a hundred, which means if you dash, that's two hundred feet. Oh my god! Which is, that is what sixty-six yards in under six seconds. That's. So- that's like where'd that guy with the football go oh he's in the end zone how did he is it how did he get there to join the track team (laughs) (laughs) you you going back to college my friend (laughs) darwin's gonna be varsity all pro i think the monastery had a team maybe i don't know man go out for the skyrend olympics I mean, the uh, the Denouement Guildhouse and Earl had a baseball team, so I don't see why the monks of Corum can't have a track team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, this only lasts for a minute, so this should be enough to get you there, but not last through whatever you might encounter there. Great spell in combat, but still very useful out of combat. We just heading straight there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you all emerge from the guild house with amazing speed. Darwin is just off like a rocket. He <laughs> could jog and you still wouldn't be able to keep pace with him. But you all sprint over and arrive at this fighter's lodging right next door to Iona's home. That home looks fine for now. But as you near the fighter's lodging, you can see the glow of the flames, which are now beginning to overtake the building. As described, You find private guards with brutal slashes across their bodies, and you hear someone inside shouting, calling for the intruder to show themselves. Would you like to go in? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, please. Yes. Would you like to follow this shouting, or are you just doing your own search? I would say follow the shouting. Yep. I agree. Okay. Reaching a large room with a few cells on either wall, you see the scared guard holding a sword out frantically looking about the room, making small jabs at the air. Flames climb the walls and into the rafters. A dark figure dives on him from above, knocking him to the ground. Her claws rip through his neck with a squelch. She slowly stands, revealing a feline form, thick legs, lean arms, a long tail, and ears pressed back. She turns her head to eye you with ferocity. Come between me and Samudio, and you'll bleed like the rest of these fools. She lets that hang in the air, among the sound of the flames for a moment, before strutting powerfully to Sam's cell, her claws extended. How do you react? Not knowing this woman's intentions uh, in any way, I would immediately shout at Sam. Sam, do you know her? Anybody else? Vale's gonna go lurking in the shadows trying to find a spot to take advantage of in case this goes south. Alright. Vil vanishes off to one of the sides of the room. Darvin, Iolana? No, I'm good. I'm gonna let Arnus speak for me, but I agree. Iolana's gonna step up right behind Arnus, ready to support should things go south. Okay. With a quick slash of her claws, she cuts through the lock of Sam's cell and pulls the door open. 
Sam calls out, coughing from the smoke. <coughs> no, wait, don't fight. It's okay. The feline figure helps Sam to his feet as he puts an arm over her shoulders for support. As the two of them emerge from his cell, Sam holds his other hand up. Friends, <coughs> I, I can explain. This is Carolina Scratch, my wife. Sam's married. She replies, what Sammy means is he is my husband. But now is not the time for pleasantries. Now is the time to go. When he says it's his wife, Ernest has to like visibly arrange his face. <laughs> like, <laughs> pick up the jaw off the floor. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, okay, then let's go. Let's go. Agree. <laughs> Are you going to invite them both back to the guild house? Yes, but we're not going to tell them it's the guild house. Fair. <laughs> it's a safe house where they can stay. And Vale will clearly give Sam the like, wink, wink. You know what I mean when I say it's a safe house. <laughs> Whoa there. Whoa. Calm down with the subtleties. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being so sneaky. <laughs> okay, then. In which case, the six of you emerge from this burning building. The sounds of shouts and screams echo down the streets as people cry out fire. You disappear into the darkness, heading back towards the guild house with your friend Sam and Carolina Scratch. And with that, We'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blocklin for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at dibbermusic.com and on Twitter at dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.